I'm gonna take one, baby. What's going on, everyone? We are back again with another episode of the Downtown Church Take One Podcast. And uh, I'm excited to have with us today Sir Gregory Thornton. Senior. Senior. Uh, Shout out to Lil Sir. Uh, We also have uh, Patrick. Patrick. (laughs) Pastor Richard Reeves. I've been called a lot of things. Pastor Richard Patrick Patrick. Reeves. (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. It's It's going to be a good one. No, it isn't. It's two. <laughs> Let's see who we all over the place. Yeah, it's the take week one. after Easter. <laughs> this is take one. <laughs> no, but uh, we're excited to talk about um, what just taking place this past Sunday. We celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so as we continue in this series, we are talking about the resurrection today. And I want to start us off with... Uh, a verse in First Peter chapter one verse three, which says, "Praise be to the God and Father to, of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead." So praise God mm. that we have new life in Jesus because of His resurrection from the dead. Mm-hmm. So we uh, definitely encourage uh, coming off Sunday. It was a great Sunday um, just to celebrate. I mean, we've seen a lot of uh, different folks, um, new folks, old folks, and all that good stuff. But Easter can be um, it can be different from different people based on your upbringing, right? We probably had different experiences, but. The first question I want to start us off with, um, if someone was to ask you, explain what is Easter all about, what would y'all respond? Man, I mean, it's, uh, um, it's all about the best news ever. Um, it's about the Son of God who took on flesh, uh, lived the life we could never live, um, doing it for us, obeying the law perfectly, because I break the law perfectly, mm. <laughs> and um, and then being crucified on a cross to atone for, pay for all of my sin, the sins of His people, and then three days later, just as was prophesied. To uh, he was raised from the dead, breaking the bondage and the power of death over everyone who would but believe in his name and trust him for salvation. And uh, that free gift, I love what Peter says, you know, new birth into a living hope. Yeah. A hope that just endures on through eternity, getting yeah. better and better and better. Uh, life eternal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, as a child, I probably would have said Easter is about um, dying eggs a color <laughs> and, um, you know, getting a, a basket every Sunday morning. Um, but, man, Richard, I think you said it perfectly. Just, man, I think about that living hope. Yeah. Like, I'm born again to a living hope. And I just even think about the Old Testament. So many scriptures prophesied of of that moment. You know, mm. of the coming suffering, um, serving scene in Isaiah, mm. um, like so many different scriptures point to like this big moment, 
And now we look back at that moment and it's just the culmination of, I think, God's faithfulness, um, God's faithfulness, but his continued faithfulness um, even today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Sergi, the traditions growing up, um, wearing uncomfortable clothes, you know, (laughs) mama forced me to do that. Easter speeches, I don't know about you. Easter speeches, speeches. (laughs) just sitting through service, you know, three hour long service and I'm hungry and uh, I'm ready to get the the golden egg with the money in it. But but in all seriously, you know, as I grew in my relationship with God and um, every single year, my understanding of Resurrection Sunday has definitely uh, deepened. And um, just like y'all just communicated the good news that, that's been communicated throughout the Bible. And now it's like Sunday, you know, I got kids, so the Easter egg hunt and all that good stuff, like I'm all for it. But at the root of it, uh, it's a lot of good news to celebrate. Yep. So we've, we've been tracking through Holy Week um, just a whole series of events that led up to Resurrection uh, Sunday, as we looked at it uh, biblically, the biblical account. But I'm just curious. Let's, let's use our imagination. If we can put ourselves in the, the, the shoes, quote unquote, or sandals or whatever those uh, first century uh, disciples were wearing at the time. The Birkenstocks. <laughs> the Bir- the right. Birkenstocks, uh, <laughs> AD or BC. Um <laughs> But no, we could put ourselves uh, in their shoes and just the different events, you know, that they experienced firsthand. Um, what range of emotions you think you would have experienced? You got Jesus being crucified, his death, but then he raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, he ascends mm. uh, to heaven. So it's a lot going on in a short amount of time. But yeah. uh, what range of emotions you think you would experience if you were one of those disciples? Mm. And it's so crazy. And what's funny, what I think is fun to think about here is if if we are surprised right now, all of us sitting at this table, we all would react differently. Mm. Right. Like we all respond differently to fear and excitement. Some of us scream, some of us freeze, some of us laugh. And so, man, you got 11, um, maybe more um, disciples. And so like just even thinking about all of the emotions that, that, that would be present, it's just even fun to think about how Matthew is reacting. Mm. Versus Thomas, like maybe Thomas mad, like maybe he get angry right. when he's afraid, and maybe Matthew like, hey y'all, we just gotta keep it together, like you know, <laughs> I don't know, but like for me, just even thinking about Jesus died, you grieving, your hope is your hope, and Jesus being who he said he was has just died. Mm. But then you hear Mary run in. He's alive. The tomb is empty. Yeah. Mm. It's like, hey, stop playing with me, man. Like, right. for me, it's like, stop playing. Like, don't play with my emotions. Right, right. And then you hear Peter and John run to the tomb, and it's empty. And it's like, okay, hold on. What's, like, just what's going on? I don't want to, but, like, I'm afraid to really believe. But then Jesus finally come back. It's just like... To me, just thinking about that moment would be just surreal mm. of I was hopeless. I I cried tears of sorrow, and now my hope has just come to life again right. in a new way. 
Um, I don't know, man. It's just crazy to even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's so many ways to, so many angles to it for me. Um, you know, I think about, um, again, kind of what I was, kind of how I started my sermon Sunday, that if if you were writing it to convince people, you would think that the disciples will go, well, of course he died, because in Luke 8, you know, uh, it's, right. he said, you know, the Son of Man has to die, It'd be killed, and then raised on the third day. But the fact that they don't remember, mm-hmm. and they are all in their emotions, you know, Cleopas and the other disciple in John, uh, Luke 24 were sad. The women were perplexed. You know, they're, they are in their emotions. They are let down. And we all can just appreciate that, mm. you know. And I don't think there's any way to have not been let down. I mean, they witnessed a gruesome, mm, yeah. gruesome reality of the one they thought was the Son of God, uh, you know, falsely accused, arrested, tried, beat, publicly humiliated, nailed to a cross. Um, yeah, I mean, I just can't even imagine the the trauma, the terror, mm. the, you know. And then they had put themselves out there. I mean, they left everything. And yeah. now they're like, we don't have anything. You know, we've left it all. And so fear and, you know, shame. Like, what were we thinking, mm. you know? Are we really that gullible? You know, just all of those things. Um, that's how I can only imagine they uh, must have felt and thought. It's funny, too, to even think about Peter, like being, in my mind, Jesus' closest um, disciple. And when Jesus finds him, he went back home fishing. <laughs> he like, man, this ain't work out. Pop's taking me back for the family business. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, forget all that stuff I said. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Richard, you, I mean, first word coming to my mind is just traumatized. Like, you yeah. know, one of your good friends, like you said, Peter, you know, you know, that's, he always speaking out. He always, you know, uh, self-proclaimed loyalist, um, maybe Enneagram Six, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but a lot of those, uh, his followers, his close friends, like I said, they spent three years doing life together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you witness your friend uh, humiliated, like you said, just mm. beaten. And, um, you know, it's, it, it seems very traumatic. Yeah. And then, you know, just... Two days later, he shows up again. It's like, wait a minute, like, what's going on? So, humanly speaking, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot to process for them. And like you said, they, all the things that your friend has been telling you, like dropping these, you know, these subtle but explicit messages, like this is going to happen. But again, humanly speaking, there's no way they could have just wrapped their mind around God's redemptive plan. But it's something about how God Himself. Open up their minds and their hearts, and Jesus came and in flesh, you know, right. to be in their presence and to to comfort them, and and so now you got this whole roller coaster of emotion. I'm like, oh, okay, like you back, okay. So what is you know what does this mean for us, and how long are you going to stay? And right. it's just all over the place. But if anything, we can all agree that they did feel uh, they hope was re- revitalized. Yeah. You know, if all hope was lost. Jesus came back from the grave and um, 
that provoked something in them that they probably couldn't even put words to. Yeah. Mm. You think they almost had a, I mean, it's almost like they're operating as a team. I love what you said, um, Sergi. They're all acting different, you know. Maybe Matthew was more up, upbeat. Um, but you look at, you know, he does come back. He's there for a bit. He ascends into heaven, tells them to go wait. You know, they go to the upper room in Jerusalem, and they're waiting. And, um, you know, they're waiting for the, the Spirit to come, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then one of them steps out and preaches. You know, it's almost like, you know, what are we going to do now? And it was like all just, you see their personalities. You know, yeah. Peter's always putting himself out there, but he preaches, and, you know, what, 5,000 people yeah. come to mm-hmm. faith. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> you know, and it, it just, just the life of faith, all the ups and downs, they experienced it in such a extreme way, you know. But in a sense, we all experience that, yeah. Yeah. you know. Uh, we all put ourselves out there and then, you know, a pandemic hits. Oh, yeah, you said God was good, you know, and you're dealing with trauma and all that. So, yeah, it's very relatable, very real. Very real. Um, the resurrection was the miracles of all miracles. Mm. So what do we learn about God's faithfulness and his power as we we read about this 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 miracle of all miracles of Jesus uh, being raised from the dead. What do we learn about the faithfulness and power of God? Yeah, I mean, he's got a great game plan. You know, I mean, <laughs> I said, I, you know, we're in playoff season, and so I'm watching, you know, the Grizz play and thinking about coaching and all the timeouts. He's, you know. Uh, we're calling, trying to get it back together, and it, it almost parallels with God. It's like there's no way, you know, it's going to work out. Mm. And, you know, that's how we all feel at times, but we can trust God. I mean, I think that is the biggest message, that yeah. you can't predict what he's going to do, but you can predict who he is. Mm. He's good. He's faithful. He's powerful. Not even death can hold him down. Mm. He loves us. He showed up to the nobodies, the Cleopases, the... You know, the Mary, crazy Mary, and, you know, he shows up to the regular person, to you and me, and, you know, it may not work out how we think it's going to work out, yeah. but it's going to work out good. And um, that's what it all says to me, screams to me. Yeah, man, God is faithful. Yeah. Uh, just even uh, theologically speaking, um, I'm about to be tested Friday, so it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> um, but just Genesis 3, like from the beginning, Mm. Um, Adam, where are you? Um, you sinned against me. You rebelled against me. Mm. Death is in the world. But Genesis three fifteen, um, there's a seed that's gonna come that's and right. gonna cr- crush the serpent's head. And, yeah. and just Richard, you said that death cannot hold me down. Mm. The song we sing, um, death, you have lost your st- um, sting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. To him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just man, God is powerful. He's faithful. And again, man, we have a living hope. Yeah, amen. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, you think about, which I made a comment about this, uh, about Palm Sunday and <clears throat> God demonstrating his love to us while we yet still sinners, Christ died for us. But mm. it's, you know, you look at what he said he was going to do, he, he did it. Mm. He did um, it. 
now it wasn't probably the way that we probably would have wrote the the story right but it's yeah. it's not about us it's about a guy who's who's God and we're not and so that is uh that's a lot that we can learn about his faithfulness and, and his power um mm-hmm. they give us a lot of hope like our faith in Christ we're raised with him um spiritually but also there's a there's a promise like with our physical bodies too yeah. that our physical bodies will be resurrected from the grave and so that's a that's a lot of power um Man. you know we we look at history and all these different religions and self-proclaimed gods um nobody stand on the promise of raising themselves from the dead <laughs> and mm, so right. uh not trying to get into a world religion class but it's something about how god's power is on display we think about the resurrection, um, various implications on our lives, but Paul says something very poignant, and he was almost, it was like this uh, rhetorical type of uh, statement. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 uh, through 19, but particularly verse 17, he says, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. And you are still in your sin. So basically, he lays out just these different statements, you know, um, on a claim that people were saying that Christ didn't raise from the grave. And so he said, if Christ didn't raise from the grave, okay, let's take that logic. Then that means your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. So with that being said, what are some implications on our lives and the world if Christ died and was never raised? What would be some implications on our life if he died and he just stayed there? I mean, if he died and stayed there, he'll be no different than, mm. you know, any other man. You know, yeah. there wouldn't be no need to worship him, mm. to to celebrate Easter Resurrection Sunday. Um, there would be no reason to to um, devote our lives to him. Yeah. So, um I remember being a college minister and like this question kind of came up and it was just like, hey, I'm trying to, you know, get you to turn away from your sinful lifestyle to follow Christ. If Christ is dead, go and live and do, you know, as you please. I think that's a clear, you know, implication. Um, um, But thank the Lord we ain't got to deal with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting what Paul says there. He says, um, if Christ was not raised, we of all men are most to be pitied. And basically he says, if Christ was not raised, eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. Mm-hmm. And But with the resurrection, we can go eat, drink, be merry for tomorrow we live. And those are two different trajectories. Mm-hmm. You know, One is trying to get everything you can out of life now, which mm-hmm. is only going to lead you to dis- disappointment or extreme pride. Um, but living life, you know, eating, drinking, being merry now, looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth, knowing that though we die, we live, it's a whole different outlook. Knowing yeah. today is not going the way I want it. This season isn't going the way I want it. The last several years hadn't gone the way we mm. want it. Getting to be, you know, in your late 50s, hypothetically, and uh, saying, man, I thought I'd be here. I thought, I, you know, this. But... No, but I, I may not be here, but I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be where Jesus is. And I can't even, you know, our minds, our souls, our bodies can't even comprehend the goodness of eternal life 
in the new heaven and the new earth. Um, that, yeah, that is, that's hope beyond hope. Yeah. And it's sad. I mean, I know so many uh, that have died not trusting, and mm-hmm. their lives are really sad. I mean, it's um, what you've accomplished is what you've accomplished. Yeah. I mean, you know, what you've experienced is what you've experienced. And, um, and that's sad at the end of the day, that if this life is all there is, uh, mm. that's pretty sad. That, yeah. 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 I mean, Richard, even thinking about that, now that I have, um, like, Sunday afternoon when my two-year-old was out there um, chasing eggs and, and putting eggs in her Easter basket, like, it was just this surreal moment of, like, wow, the cycle of life never stops. That's mm-hmm. right. I was just that two-year-old right. chasing the basket. Now I'm the parent. Um, now, hopefully soon, you know, I'll be the granddad, you know, smiling right. down. But just the whole cycle of life kind of hit me in that moment. Mm. And it just really made me think, like, is, is this it still? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is still just a empty existence. Right. Um, but the good news with the resurrection with the verse that man we just read with first Peter like something that I even love too Peter said you have been born again to a living hope that is undefiled unfading that would never perish away mm-hmm. and it just speaks to what, what I think the fullness of what God says is waiting for you Yeah. and Richard yeah. man you really sp- spoke to that um, this past Sunday in your sermon just of the fullness of Mm-hmm. Oh, last Sunday with John 12 when you're talking about dying and yeah, like yeah, yeah. we could live for ourselves and just try to hold on to the little bit that we have but if this seed dies it will produce something so much greater right. and this is what God is trying to call us to yeah yeah I was you know one of my best friends died in February and I had mm. to write a resolution for the meeting that we're having Friday for the Presbyterian mm. you know I was just thinking okay so that's it, man. This dude planted three churches, gave his life to Jesus. He's going to get about five minutes at a Presbytery meeting, and then we're going to move on. Mm. And I'm like, no, that's not the... If that were the end of the story, that right. would be... I mean, why? Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the end of the story. You know, he is in glory. He's with Jesus, and we're going to be together again. Mm. And the, the story is far from over. And with Christ, that just... Yeah, I mean it's it's a living hope yeah. that um, is unrivaled. It really is. Yeah. Well, as we round out, we know that God has promised to all those who trust and believe in Him eternal life, and that eternal life is is for now, presently. Um, but even after we die physically, uh, we have the blessing to live with Him. Eternally, so mm. with that truth and that reality, how does that encourage us to freely live mm. bold and and courageous? Like yeah. you even mentioned, Richard. I mean, you shared stories about Pastor Kirk and just his life was just, hey, I'm I'm going all out uh, mm-hmm. for for my Savior. You know, right, um, right. I'm gonna mix it up with people. You know, who probably consider us outcast uh, according to the world standard, but it seemed like he was a living testimony of that. But for for you guys, like, what difference does that make in your life to live boldly and courageously because mm. of the promised resurrection? 
Oh, it's a game changer. I mean, it's I mean, it's how you get through 38 years of marriage. <laughs> you know, it's how you get through three different church plants. It's how you get through a day. Uh, you know, it's how you get through uh, everything. Knowing, you know, you can put yourself out there knowing that uh, there is nothing wasted mm-hmm. in the resurrection. That I can live a life of self-denial. I can live a life for others because... You know, Jesus is my reward, and Jesus is going to be my reward. And so um, it fuels a death and a self-sacrifice and a life on mission, if you will, for others in the glory of God in real tangible ways. You know, I don't, I don't need the glory of men when I'm believing the resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need praise um, when I have the resurrection yeah. and the life eternal. So, yeah, it's real. And Dr. Tess, man, that's, I think, is what, um, like, we believe one time to be saved, but now it's a daily believing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a daily, um, as Jesus said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Yeah. So even believing the resurrection tomorrow, even after we just record this podcast, um, like, I mean, Richard said it, like, this, this is what gets me through. Um, this is what gives me the strength to die to myself, um, to lay down my life, um, to not fight back, to, mm. to, to I don't have to fight back because mm. he, he has me. I, I don't have to defend myself because um, I, I know what my Heavenly Father thinks of me. You know, um, I don't have to work for the glory of man, but I can find my peace um, and just, man, being in the arms of my father, you know, yeah. and it's like, I know that, but now it's the, it's the end of moment, um, I'm believing that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, it's funny, um, last week at church, Richard preached and like, you know, die to yourself, um, you know, so that you may experience like the fullness of life, something like that, and I legit prayed. God, you know, and it's like this real spiritual moment. God, help me to die to myself. I just want to die to it all and like <laughs> live the fullness of you. And as soon as I get home, I'm tired. <laughs> I sit down on the couch and Jay was like, can you go to Target and pick this up for me? And like my heart was like, why can't you go to Target before you get home? Like, and like I immediately felt this. And it was just funny. And myself, I was just like, damn, you just prayed this. Die to yourself. Die to yourself. But then it was like, she don't die to herself. You know, <laughs> just that self-talk. Um, but like even in that moment, it was just a reminder for me to say, God, I want to give my life away for you because you gave your life away, um, you know, for me. Um, and I would just want to be a servant, you know. And yeah. it's hard when you are treated like a servant, mm. you know what I'm saying? But mm. Mm. I do think when we set our eyes on our eternal uh, resting place, like that really changes our perspective, you mm. know. Amen. So, yeah. That's good, man. I think about... You know, the things that I've, that God has called me to die to, I'm tempted to want to resurrect them, you know, because mm. I want to kind of rebuild an image that's pleasing in Artea's sight and not necessarily in God's sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has a different lens, the way he look at us and the way he's sanctifying us. But, you know, because of Christ died, we died in him and we were raised in him. 
when we're raised in him, that, I mean, we're new creations, yes. you know, um, mm. you're talking about glory that just can't be described, that That's can't right. be fathomed. And so I, I want to keep I want to keep whatever those things that he has called me to die to dead, you know, Amen. and uh, not to try to. Uh, go dig them up um, because I want to justify myself and right. and things of that nature. So it, it definitely changes the way you live. And Richard, what I heard from you and Sergi as well, is it's like this freedom we can let go. That's you right. know, we don't have to try to hold so tightly yeah. our reputations and right. accomplishments and, you know, all these things that we believe it, it brings so much uh, work to us. But that's we right. have something that's already been declared over us. Mm. And what I want to do as we close in our time is just leave with uh, God's word as Paul is talking about the future glory in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. And I'm going to let that be our ending thought. Let the word be the ending thought. That's right. And ending prayer until next time. Paul says in verse 31 of Romans chapter 8, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Mm. Who should bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. And more than that, who was raised. Amen. Mm. Who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Mm. Who shall separate us from the love of God in Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God that he ain't dead. <laughs> he is risen. He's very much alive right now. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks be to God. All right. Amen.